Welcome to On the Brink, a fresh lens to take you and your business to new heights. Hi, I'm Andy Simon. And as you know, I'm your host and your guide. So the role I love to play. I'm also an author of two award-winning books, and you might want to read them to learn more about how I help people change. My podcast, though, is dedicated to bringing you very interesting people, people who are going to help you do what I want you to do, see, feel, and think in new ways, because that's the only way you change. You decide with your eyes and your heart. So how do they make you feel? And if they make you feel really cool, you're going to listen carefully and begin to think about how can this person help me change? And change is something your brain hates, trust me. So today I have Shana Berkman with us. And Shana is an absolutely wonderful woman who's here to help you understand how to balance life. I'm not going to talk about work-life balance. The pandemic has told us there is no thing called work-life balance. There's just life. And we work in it and we take care of family with it and we take care of parents with it. Let me read her resume a little bit and then she'll tell you about her story. Shana is a passionate, result-oriented coach who empowers motivated individuals to unlike their potential. She has a proven track record of helping people achieve deeper meaning and fulfillment in their personal and professional lives. She does it through authentic leadership and clarity of purpose. We're going to talk a lot about a purpose-driven life today, because at the end of the day, it probably should be the first thing you think about, not the end of the last thing. With focus on parents and executive and leadership positions, Shana challenges her clients to look deeply at themselves by reflecting on their values, their dreams, and limiting beliefs and inner critics. You know who's talking to you. Remember, you're a brain runs faster, you're thinking all the time, you're thinking all night long, and then you have a conversation, it wasn't what you were thinking anyhow, and what happens next? Um, She challenges her clients to really look deeply at themselves, and that's what we're going to do today. She helps them create an action plan that inspires breakthroughs and leads to sustainable change, and she and I both know that's not easy. That's about all I'm going to share with you about Shana, because I want her to tell you her story. It's much richer than anything I can read. And then we're going to get into what she does to help you, parents or even those prospective parents, to understand how to balance life and have one that fulfills you. At the same time, you have many of the things that you think are important. And don't ditch one for another and make sure you have the right mm, collaborators, partners to help you get there. Shana, thank you for being with me today. Thanks for having me on, Andy. Thank you. Tell our listeners and our viewers, who is Shana and what's your journey been like? Yes. So my journey towards this life started at a very early age, earlier than most people probably could even guess. And it started when I was three years old. And the reason it started when I was three is because my parents used to take me and my brother on road trips in our 1985 Oldsmobile station wagon. And we'd be sitting in the car and I would want to be listening to Rafi, the children's singer who used to sing Baby Beluga. And instead, my parents would be listening to Tony Robbins. (laughs) And they were listening to Tony Robbins because they were building a dental practice and they really found him to be quite motivational. So from a very, very early age, I was hearing all about motivation and believing in yourself and how we can get in our own way. And after hearing those tapes at the time, And then hearing the CDs through the years and then hearing my parents' dinner table conversation, I really found great passion in understanding how people ticked and how they got in their way of really reaching their fullest potential. And so I took a journey towards the side of HR. 
And I figured, well, if I could, if I believe in this, I could really help people from the side of human resources. And so I went to GW to get my, my bachelor's degree in communications with a focus in organizational sciences and French. I then transitioned to NYU for my master's where I got my HR uh, leadership management and development degree with a focus in executive coaching. And I was working in the world of, of corporations, everything from startups to multi-billion dollar companies. <laughs> and in that way, I was able to learn how I could help and motivate people from the side of human resources and being a strategic business partner. And yet I knew still that there was more I had in me that I hadn't yet tapped into. And I knew I wanted to go the route of executive and leadership coaching. And I also knew I needed to have the experience that I had lived to have the ability to talk to my clients tete-a-tete, head-to-head, right? To really understand what it was that they're going through and to say, I've lived it myself. Mm-hmm. So I eventually sort of woke up to the time is now. And I went and got my, my cert- cert- uh, certification in executive and leadership coaching, uh, as well as in core dynamics and leadership focus, and basically transitioned that into having my own practice. And so now I work one-on-one with leaders, I do workshops, I do podcasts, I speak. And that's really sort of how I got to where I am now and being able to partner with parents who are in executive and leadership roles. I can hear a little Tony Robbins still coming through. (laughs) There's probably a lot of that. Yeah, I think so. (laughs) Because, you know, the stories that we hear change our minds. And even as a child, it was forming in your mind a view of the world and how to mobilize it and inspire it and and succeed within it. And it's um, a very interesting uh, history that you have. And I can't tell you how many women tell me their their most important person in their lives was their mother and the Mm -hmm. stories that she told them. But as you're thinking about this, you became, um, you are, and that served as a foundation for helping others. Where, Where are women today? As we come out of the pandemic, you know, are you seeing the patterns changing? Are the challenges that your clients and others listening here are facing different? I mean, I can certainly share mine, but I'd love you to share what you're seeing and how can that help them begin to understand that the times have changed? We're not going back to what was. You might have liked it, but you don't remember it really. And now you're going to try and figure out what's next and what is my purpose? What are you seeing? Yeah. So I think that there's been an awakening. I think during the pandemic, I think people, women, mothers in particular, as they were schooling their children, changing diapers, leading meetings, whatever it is that they're doing, I think that they realized that something's got to give and that the way that we were living life before is going to lead to burnout or it's it's living a life that somebody else has laid out for you and not necessarily the life that maybe they wanted. Mm-hmm. And I lived that myself during the pandemic. So I know that story very well. And, and yet, I think that while that awakening happened, I'm now seeing with my clients this return to a little bit of what was. Expectations to be back in the office, expectations to be burning the midnight oil, expectations to be connected all the time because we can. And so I think that the tension that was there pre-pandemic escalated to an awareness during the pandemic. And I think now it's reached an all-time high where people are now really saying something's got to give. And so I think people now have a chance to change the trajectory of their lives. We wake up every day with choice. 
And I think people are now realizing that they have that with them. And I think in some cases, that's very scary. And they're trying to figure out, what do I do with all these feelings that I'm having that I was sort of on this hamster wheel before, and now I'm realizing I have a chance to step off. What do I do with that? Well, that requires us to take a look in the mirror and begin to ask, who am I? You know, what is my identity? What's, what do I, at this stage for the next phase, what, and, and life is a series of phases. It's a journey. And, you know, and, and so we made it through the pandemic, hopefully, I hope. And, and now we're looking at um, others pulling us back to what they thought was the way to be. We have some choices. And now we have the dilemma or the paradox of choice. Bernie Schwartz wrote a great book on the paradox of choice. And, and it, the too many choices make us immobilize. We can't make any choices. So do you have a process to help people begin to sort out the options and how to make the right choices for the next stage? Is there, is there a framework or is it just a hope? Yeah, that's a great question. And I love the book, The Paradox of Choice. I love that book. It was so before its time. Um, <laughs> So it's better. So here's what I would, yes. <laughs> so here's what I would say. Yes, I have a framework and it also differs person to person. Here's where I would say sort of I go generally. So I think it's important to take a person and help them understand where am I today? What is it that I'm dealing with? What am I experiencing? What is and isn't working? What are the things that I bring to the table that I want more of? What do I want to be saying yes to and where can I be saying no? What are the obstacles and the roadblocks that are getting in my way on a regular basis? So I think that's first. I think second is figuring out where do I want to go? What am I looking for that's different? And I think a lot of people think they want more, they want bigger, they want better. And I think a lot of people now post-pandemic are realizing maybe that's not quite the perspective they want to have. Maybe it's just different Mm -hmm. and different is better. And so it's really figuring out, and I think of it like a map, where, where am I today? Where do I want to go? And then we discuss how are we going to get there? And that is the piece that's highly customizable and varies person to person, because there are some people who are ready to jump. They don't care what risks they're going to take. They just know that they want to make a change and they want somebody to hold their hand as they jump out of the plane. <laughs> and then I have other people with or without a parachute on, right? Exactly. With or without a parachute. And then I have a lot of people that say, no, 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 please. I don't want to do it. I'm not ready, but they know something has to happen. And so for those people, we spend a lot more time peeling back the onion and really trying to get at the root of what's getting in the way. And there are all kinds of things that get in our way, whether it's the limiting beliefs we have, whether it's the stories we're telling ourselves, whether it's the things that we interpret a certain way that are maybe just our perspective, or maybe it's the inner critic that we have, but this is what creates obstacles and keeps us stuck. And yeah, we can wish and hope that some star is going to fall upon us and things are going to change. And maybe that happens once in a blue moon, but the reality is things aren't going to change unless you start to take bold action. And sometimes it's imperfect action, but without that, you're not going to change at all. And now a word from our sponsors, Simon Associates Management Consultants. That's us. And we're here to help you see, feel, and think in new ways. Whether you are an organization that's stuck or stalled, or an individual in that organization who's looking to rethink their own life's journey, Simon Associates has designed programs and processes to help you do just that. Our first book, On the Brink, A Fresh Lens to Take Your Business to New Heights, told the stories of seven clients who were stuck or stalled, and a little anthropology helped them see things through a fresh lens reignite their growth, and soar again. 
My new book that came out in January 2021 is called Rethink, Smashing the Myths of Women in Business. It's all about how 11 women, including myself, were able to see past the hurdles, the glass ceilings, and the brick walls and become the best that they could be. They heard things like women aren't lawyers and women can't lead and women aren't in geosciences. And they said, of course we are. And they really pushed through and did it with such ease that they want other women to see what's possible. At the end of the book, I provide a bit of a how-to process for you. If you're on the brink of rethinking your own life's journey, it's time to pause, step back, and ask yourself, where am I going? What's my passion and my purpose? And am I there or can I get there? Send us your emails to info at andysimon.com and we'll get right back to you to see how we can help. On andysimon.com are some free chapters for both books. And you can also join our newsletter and our Facebook group, Rethink with Andy Simon. We are bringing together women to help other women do what they can't do by themselves, very often to see what's possible and become the best that they can be. Come join us. And now back to our podcast. The interesting, so I'm a corporate anthropologist, as I tell my listeners, who specializes in helping organizations and the people inside them change. Whether it's an organization or an individual, the brain hates me. It creates all kinds of cortisol. That amygdala hijacks new ideas, even if you know the old ones aren't working. And I say that to our listeners so that you understand it's not personal. Your human evolution has allowed you to thrive because of the stories that are in your mind that you believe to be your truth. It's an illusion of what's real. But once you have them in there, you know, that's the way it is. Now, you know, you're not happy. Shana's working with you saying, hmm, what do you want more of or less of? And you know it, but you need a process or a framework to begin to take a look at what makes you high and what makes you low so that you have a process for beginning to think what you're going to do less, what you're never going to change, what you're going to stop. And what you're going to start, which is the most off-putting part, I'm not going to say it's scary, but it's unfamiliar. And that's where I love Oprah and her small wins, a step at a time, you know, and that's where you begin to try things, test them. You're going to have to break old stories and create new ones. And it becomes a real good thing to have a coach to help you think out loud. How do you, you know, you first make them take a look at who they are. Can you share a little bit more about what happens next? Yes, absolutely. And I'll talk a little bit more about that first piece because I do something that's really special and I do what's called the ELI, Energy Leadership Index Assessment. And it's basically a test that allows somebody, if they answer questions truthfully, Mm -hmm. to understand what their energy is like on a regular day. So what happens to their engagement? What happens to their motivation? What happens to how they show up day to day? when the day is good and things are going in their favor. And then it also spits out basically what happens to them when they're stressed on a bad day and how their motivation and their engagement and how they show up is impacted when under stress. Mm -hmm. And it's a starting point for us, especially because people are not always self-aware. Some are, but not everybody. But it's a starting point for us to have a conversation around what works for you and then how are you hijacked? How is your brain hijacked? And everybody is different. Everybody's test comes out different, but it creates a conversation. And what it also does is it creates education and a language for me and my clients to share, where basically we discuss the seven levels of energy that they have. One being sort of the lowest level of energy that's not working for you where you're in high stress. 
all the way up to the seventh level of energy, which we would consider to be extremely high consciousness, high choice. And it allows us to be able to have this awareness of what's happening to me in this particular situation and what level am I at? What level do I want to be at? And what is it going to take to get there? And so it really breaks down in a much more tangible way, the steps that somebody can start to take, speaking to the small steps that you just mentioned that, that Oprah talks about, and you know, a, a journey begins with a single step, that concept for them to understand how they can safely dip their toe into something that might feel a little bit new and a little bit scary. And as you know, from studies of, of the brain, right, our brains have deep grooves that are habit. That's how we react and how we respond to certain situations. And it takes those little minute, tiny steps, time after time after time to start to create a new groove in the brain. It's like building a muscle, right? You don't go to lifting 500 pounds. You start with one pound and you lift one pound until that feels lighter. And then you go to two pounds. I do the same thing with my clients. It's little steps. And like I said, some make bigger leaps than others in different amounts of time. It varies across the board, but whatever it is, is normal for you. It's not good or bad. It's normal. Yeah. It's interesting because in, in so many ways, um, women have achieved enormous success. You know, 60% of the college graduates are women. More than half the doctors are women, half the dentists are women, 65% of the accountants are women, 40% of the attorneys are women, and I could go on. We haven't quite moved up into the C-suite or into the partnership yet. Um, And in some places, the women are the worker bees while the men are the managers. I get that. Um, On the other hand, um, the guide path to a happy life has been missing. And for both my clients and yours, uh, there's no college degree on happy life. Nope. There's no really early training on how to assess what's working and what's not. Um, and, and, and consequently, we get these words like burnout, depression, um, anxiety, the amount of pills that are taken to, um, to quiet the mind that's telling you this isn't where you should be, but there's no training on how to be happy. And um, actually met a guy and and uh, Ilya Gagoras is a happy coach and he has a book on happiness. I said, oh, my goodness, we have to actually teach happiness. Um, will we know it when we find it? Um, in, in a way, as you're guiding the folks, do they go through a transformation? I, I couldn't agree with you more. You know, our brains are habit driven and they're perfectly happy doing the old habits. They're very efficient. And they really don't want to learn something new. But as you're moving with them, do they have that epiphany? I always think of that aha moment when they go, oh, that's what's going to work. Do they? Do you find that also? I love it when they do it. What do you I find? Do. I do. I love those aha breakthrough moments. And I think those are sparks of joy because we are also, our bodies and, and you know, being human, we do love development. We love changing. We love evolution. That's something that we seek. And it is those little sparks, those little ahas that create that, that growth, like this, ooh, like I, I learned something new. I, I succeeded at something big or small. And I really try to stop and celebrate those moments with my clients when they have that realization or they did something that felt bold to let them know like, yes, you can do it and you can keep going. And sometimes it takes us sort of looking backwards and saying, well, when have you done something like that in the past? take me through that. And a lot of times we forget that we've overcome big barriers and challenges before. Maybe we didn't see it that way or we didn't think about it. 
But some of the work I do with my clients is realizing you've actually done this before, so you can do it again. And I think it's through that journey that some of that joy starts to come out a little bit in those moments of growth. And the growth happens in the times of being uncomfortable. It doesn't happen when things are status quo. You know, yes, there's, there is joy and comfort. There's joy in, in, in knowing what you can expect, but the excitement comes when there's something new that's happening. And I like to think about it almost like a roller coaster. It's like, you know, you have that steady climb upwards and you're nervous about what is going to be on the other side. And then there's joy and there's laughter as you're taking the twists and the turns and the ups and the downs. And that is part of the experience. And you, and I really believe you can't have joy without moments of sadness. You know, I think the two have to go hand in hand in order to be able to experience them. And I think they all serve a purpose. And so if you think about like, you know, touching a hot stove, right? It's, it hurts and that makes you move your hand. It's the same thing when you have sadness or you have anger or you have frustration, that emotion is giving you a cue to know what to do next. And so I think that all of those things serve us in some way, but it's just learning how to read them and how to know what to do with them. It's a whole language and it's so fascinating. I was interviewing someone earlier today. We're writing my third book and it's called Women Mean Business and it should come out September 2023. But in, in that interview, she made a good point. Watch out for the balance. It's the imbalance that propels you forward. And that's what you're saying. Because when everything seems fine, status quo is good, you're going to become complacent. Mm-hmm. And that complacency is going to keep you from seeing what's possible right. and where you're going. Okay. Now, um, you and I could talk a great deal about this. I want to talk more about purpose and a purpose-driven life, mm-hmm. purpose-driven companies. It's become almost a cliche, but I think it is an extremely important and missing part of having a life worth living. What do you see? Yeah, I totally agree. And I know having come from the last company I was at, you know, especially as we're hiring and bringing in new people, we're seeing, especially with this generation, this desire not to just work and make money, but to do something that is for a bigger purpose, for the greater good, which warms my heart because I think that has been lacking where everything has been only bottom line driven. And yes, that is a component of business, right? But if you know that there's some greater purpose to what it is that you're doing and what your company is doing, I think it does create this feeling of fulfillment and that there is more to your life. But I do believe you have to have a purpose-driven life. There has to be something that really motivates and drives you. And I think a lot of people, I'll go back to the hamster wheel, they're on this hamster wheel and they don't even know what it is that they care about anymore because they're going through the motions. (laughs) Being able to partner with somebody, with a coach in particular, who is going to ask you powerful questions that allow you to reflect and to really touch base with what it is that you care about deeply, what your values are, what drives you, what gets you out of bed in the morning. To me, that is what creates that life of fulfillment and that life of purpose. But so many of us, I think, have just gotten caught up in wake up, go to work, get the kids fed, give them a bath, get to bed, do it again the next day that we've lost sight of what that is. And so I think it's it's got to be at the forefront of what it is that you're doing and who you are. And to me, that's the North Star, right? That's how you decide everything that you do in your life is, am I, am I living towards whatever my particular purpose is? And maybe it changes, but to not have anything that you're working for and just to be getting to the next day, which I hear a lot of, I just want to get to the next day. That's not going to be a life of fulfillment. Well, it's also not a life worth living. You're right. But there's also one other part to that and that's self-care and they're connected. 
Yes. I do think that if you don't take care of yourself, then you can't really either fulfill your purpose or take care of others. And our job is so much of caretakers. Your thoughts on on self-care? Yes. So I have a sort of a saying that I like to share with people. So I talk about score. I call it score. So the S is for sunshine. So you have to get outside every day. The C is for connection. So that means getting together with friends, with family, connecting to other people is critical. In fact, if you know about, you know, the happiest places on earth, it's places where people live in these tribal communities where there's a lot of connection and that's a big piece of who they are. The O is for oxygen. And so I say that in terms of breathing, meditating, taking a moment to have some peace and calm in your day, recognizing when you haven't been breathing deeply and you're feeling stressed and tense and your shoulders are shrugged up and just relaxing and taking a deep breath and what that does for you. The R is for rehydrate. So make sure that you are drinking lots and lots of water and for eating right. And, and so this to me, I, like I say, I call it score and it's how I keep score in the day. Did I do these basic things? And I think as silly as it sounds, we forget sometimes the basics. The basics are what sets you up for the rest of it. And so if you've been sitting inside in a dark room all day and you haven't gotten outside, you've got to go get some sunshine. It will make you feel better. You will sleep better. Yes. It will you know, regulate your biological needs. I mean, there's just a lot of things that need to happen that we forget to do because we're sacrificing our care for somebody else's checklist. And that makes it very difficult to be the kind of person that you really want to be and, and smile at the end of the day. It's, it's interesting because with all of the smart, trained women, um, we're also watching them struggle with um, how to be smart about myself and really have something. Because what you say and how you do like Shana's parents and Tony Robbins, leave an impression on those children of yours and even on your spouse or your parents or your friends. Remember, the stories we tell change the story in the minds of those hearing them. And they evolve and you don't realize it, but you're changing something that's then passed on to the next generation. And when I was teasing Shana that she sounds a little like Tony Robbins, it becomes part of your story mm-hmm. and what you hear. And you've got this great movie going on in your head. Be intentional about it. Think carefully about the curiosity that you need, the self-care that you've got. It's really an important time to take care of you. And it's okay to do that. It's not terrible. And you're not broken. You're just on to the next phase, right? And it's not that you're sick or you need pills. It's now you need a purpose and you need a guide to help you get going. This has been such fun. Shana, some last thoughts. Two or three things you want us to not forget. And how can people reach you? Yes. So the first thing I would say is remember score. I think that is the basis of making sure that every day is a great day. You really have to do the basics. And to your point about self-care, it starts right there. I think the second is figure out what is your North Star? What is the purpose that you're living towards? What are your values? And I do a lot of work with my clients to uncover really what their values are and how they're living them on a day-to-day basis. And sometimes those things are mismatched. Yes. And then the third thing is I'm going to make a book recommendation because it's a book that changed my life. And that is the book Brave Not Perfect by Reshma Saujani, who is the woman who founded Girls Who Code. And you probably see her all over the place now. But it specifically speaks to women and how we are raised and how that has impacted how we're able to live our lives and take bold risks And to me, that was sort of the book that launched this part of my career and this part of my journey. And so I really recommend it. 
And then in terms of how to reach me, you can find me at shaynabergman.com. So it's S-H-A-Y-N-A-B-E-R-G-M-A-N.com. You can also find me at Shana Bergman Coaching, both on Facebook and on Instagram. And if you want to email me to talk more, I am at Shana at shaynabergman.com. And I have a hunch that our viewers and our listeners are going to say, hmm, what am I going to do more of and less of? And how am I going to find my North Star so I can have a life worth living? And it's never too late to start. So don't wait too long to think about it. And um, now I'm going to say goodbye to our audience because I think we've had a great conversation today. And I always love these conversations. Make them intelligent. And you can, too. And remember, my books on the brink, A Fresh Lens to Take Your Business to New Heights and Rethink Smashing the Myths of Women in Business are all on Amazon. And they await you with great joy. They're even a, um, an audible and um, one I did myself and the other one I had someone else do, but they're fun to listen to. While you're driving, and I think people are going back to that commute, which is sort of like, wow, I remember those times well. Um, as you're thinking, send me your emails. I get lots and lots of emails from people who said, I listened, I loved, and here's someone else you should interview because I want to hear what they have to say. So send them along. It's info at andysimon.com, and that's A-N-D-I-Simon.com, and you know it'll all be on the blog that we produce when we put this out. So thanks again, Shana. Thank you so much for being with me. It's been such fun. Thanks for having me, Andy. Bye, all. Have a great day. Bye-bye now.